You've come to the right place. If you're a course creator looking to build more impact, income, and freedom, LMS Cast is the number one podcast for course creators just like you. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of the most powerful tool for building, selling, and protecting engaging online courses called Lifter LMS. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett and I'm joined by two very special guests, Corey Jenkins and Jonathan Hall from Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space. How are you doing, guys? Doing great. Good to see you, Chris. Excellent. Well, it's good to have you here. These are these guys are behind the new add-on for Lifter LMS called Course Scheduler, um, which allows you to run kind of like cohorts or groups of people through the same course, but having different start dates, which was definitely a big problem and opportunity in the community. I'm really glad your company stepped in to build a product and solve that. Can you tell us what inspired the creation of that product? Yeah, I, I, I think it was, uh, you know, us getting into, uh, in, into the, um, you know, education world, if you will. And um, anybody who knows our company knows that we're very heavy into, into Divi. So uh, we've created a couple of Divi courses. And, um, you know, in the course of, of you know, running, running those courses and putting students through, um, we, we really tried to, like, you know, have students start and end on the same date because, um, you know, just kind of that community aspect of, like, students learning together. They're in a, a you know, Facebook group. Um, related to the course together, and it really helps to kind of have everybody move through the course uh, around the same time uh, for several reasons. One is the community aspect. Uh, two is kind of like, you know, internally, so we can plan out, you know, at, at a certain time, maybe break in the middle of the course, and we do, you know, like a webinar or, or something else. Um, so I, I guess it was kind of like a pain point for us. Um, uh, Lifter LMS is great. We love it. We preach it uh, everywhere, but it was kind of a pain point for us having those um, preset enrollment dates. So basically what it allows us to do is to, you know, to sell a course and then, you know, not pull it off the shelf. People can purchase the course maybe like in the middle of, of another enrollment period, but they won't be able to start it until the next enrollment period begins. Um, so, so yeah, I, I guess that's kind of what inspired us as a necessity. Well, you guys are doing, um, is it always available or there's like kind of launches where it, it, you open enrollment a couple times a year or something like that? Well, that's, that's how we've, uh, that's how we've done it. Like, uh, before in the past is, um, just, you know, kind of have like have big pushes for en- enrollment. Um, and, and we, we may still be doing that, uh, depending on the course, but, this this plug in the way that we have it really does allow us to kind of you know keep that keep the product on the shelf and even if some you know somebody wants to purchase it they'll just have to kind of wait around till that next uh, next start date uh, begins. So, well, I was I remember when I got a demo from Jonathan and I saw there's the course start date and the you, you turn on the course time period in Lifter you got a course start date you got a course end date. And if people come through after that start date, they, you can change those numbers and they'll come into a future, future date start time. And then at the bottom, you have this really elegant way to like automate a cadence that you want to do, whether that's twice a year or every year or every month. 
the, the a new group can start and then you can tell it to like open it up you know for people to enroll whatever amount of time before the start date what uh can you tell us about how you came to that as the solution i think it's really cool i'd just love to hear more about how that evolved yeah for sure i think um i think it just fits the pattern of how a lot of people may be offering their courses if they do offer multiple sessions or instances of of a course at different dates and it's it's typically going to be on a predefined schedule say they run a course every month or um every three months or whatever their time frame is and that feature just allows uh, them to automate uh, changing those course dates so that rather than having to come into the course every time they offer every time it's time to start offering the course another session of the course and they can have it automated so that their website automatically updates those dates on that predefined schedule and um, and that's just just one last thing that they have to worry about doing on a regular basis especially uh, for courses that are offered frequently so yeah it's beautiful when i saw that it was not only cool that you had it up there but just to be able to like kind of set it and forget it if you are going to do every year every month the same thing that's pretty pretty awesome um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to take credit for that, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's one of those things that uh, Jonathan came up with uh, during development, you know, which is which is like a lot of our products. Um, he's just really good at coming up with like you know different solutions, and and yeah, it turned out really great. Yeah, that's cool. Now, you guys have been in the course space relatively not that long. Like, how long has it been? Like a year or two years, or what is it? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, been a, it's been a little over a year, but um, okay. yeah, not, not too long. So yeah, we're still, we're still definitely learning the ropes and, uh, you know, always, always kind of transitioning uh, the way that we do things. Um, so yeah, we're, we're still relative newbies. So, <laughs> so you, you've already launched in one year, three courses. What do you think? And, and you have more on the horizon. Um, what do you think we're... I guess what, what contributed to the success of the first one? Cause if that one hadn't worked out, maybe you wouldn't have done a second one or, or whatever, but it's, it seems to be really working out for you. And I know some course creators when they first start, they struggle, even if they do have a community, I know you guys have done a great job building a community, especially in the Divi and the WordPress space. Um, but what, what do you think led to that first launch working out well for you? In pretty short time. I mean, you guys came on and came on strong. I, it was really cool to watch. Yeah, I, I think we were all kind of like blown away by the um, success of our first course, which, which was uh, transforming Divi with CSS and jQuery. And um, I, I think, you know, for anybody who knows the Divi community, it's like it's massive. I mean, you have these like multiple Facebook groups that are up around like 30,000 people. <laughs> Um, you know, and, um, ourselves, we, you know, David and I got in that space very early on and we built up a awesome customer base. And I, I think the course just like really hit the nail on the head of like what the community was wanting. And, you know, they were really wanting to take Divi to that next level and learn how to, you know, with CSS and with jQuery, make, make their Divi site, um, which Divi is already awesome. You can do so much with it, but take it to that next level, um, like a, you know, developer type type level. So I, I think there was just like a massive need for it. The community saw it and embraced it. So. And what inspired that one? Like why that one? Um, I, I think it was just us like recognizing that, that need, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we pay a lot of attention to the community and, and the, and the Facebook groups and what people are, what they're asking for, what their pain points are. And um, yeah, I, I think it was us just kind of recognizing the need and, and knowing the community so well. 
So it's, it's kind of like second nature to us. We've, we've been in the Divi community for so long. Yeah. Well, it sounds like the, with the core scheduler, you saw, you guys see pain points and then you're like, Oh, maybe we can solve that or help people in some way, which leads me to my next question is with Aspen Grove studios, you guys do a lot of different things. Um, so what's in the stack? Like you guys have like software products, you have, uh, courses, you have clients, right? Like, is there anything else? Am I missing? Anything? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we, uh, We've we've definitely we've grown over over um, time. Uh, it, you know, we started off as Aspen Grove Studios. Myself and David, you know, a couple of couple of know nothings. Uh, you know, throwing things against the wall and, and seeing what sticks. And uh, we made our first product, um, which kind of took off. It was like a, a footer editor um, for Divi. You know, just kind of simple. You know, overwrites the footer credits. You know, for people who don't like opening up PHP files and things. How long and, ago was that? Oh geez, that's been about four years now. Okay, <laughs> so started off really slow, and then it's just kind of snowballed. We acquired um, we acquired Divi Space um, a, a couple of years ago, and then Jonathan um, and his company Potent Plugins uh, joined our joined our team and our company um, last year. So, uh, and and you know, Potent Plugins really brought us more into the WordPress space because Jonathan had developed some some really awesome like WooCommerce. Um, WooCommerce uh, plugins and BB Press type plugins that kind of got us out of that Divi niche, if you will, and, and kind of opened our eyes to the WordPress community as a whole. That's so, cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, learning, um, you know, the LMS stuff that we're doing and, and client work. So we, we kind of do everything. Right on. Jonathan, what was the, um, like with potent plugins, if you were in WooCommerce and um, BuddyPress or BB Press, I'm not sure which one, or, or both what um what was your focus or how did you get um like what was your focus for development well i think um i think i started out in a very similar way that the development for the core scheduler plugin started out and that is just by identifying a need that was on that in my case it was uh i was doing client sites as well and they needed um, a solution for woocommerce reporting and um it was just a need that was out there for my clients obviously for others as well so i started i published a free plugin on the wordpress repo and it went from there um that's and kind of yeah i mean then further development was at least in part driven by the feedback i was getting more needs that were coming to light uh, another plugin and the BB Press, I entered the BB Press space again through a client site I was developing that had a need uh, for image uploads, effective image uploads in uh, BB Press that wasn't met very well based by existing solutions. So again, very much uh, customer needs driven, both for uh, client sites and customers of existing product of the products that I was developing and selling at that point. So yeah, yeah basically just meeting the needs that were out there. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's the nice thing about having uh, Jonathan on our team now, because we'll, you know, kind of the way the core, the core schedule scheduler plugin came along, we'll have like an internal need for our, for our website. You know, it might be for e-commerce, might be for something else. And uh, you know, Jonathan is just like amazing. He'll spin something up like, you know, so fast it's, it's hard to believe. So yeah, we, we have a, a, a number of like internal products that we've uh, developed that, that probably could go commercial. Um, but yeah, this was this was the first one that we were like really excited about to get it out into the community. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I have to ask you, Jonathan, because you mentioned uh, forums, which is something that a lot of course creators or some get into, um, and BB Press specifically, kind of the go-to WordPress option. Um, <clears throat> what is it? What did the image plugin do, or what it, what does it do? Like, I know 
like BB press by itself can be pretty plain and um, you know, it doesn't like the editor that people type into is pretty generic to start. And then there's other plugins out there. What did your image plugin do? Yeah, I basically enhance the the what you see is what you get post editor for forum posts um, by adding a button to it where they could upload an image um, selected from their computer. Now it supports drag and drop from their computer and uh, or their mobile device and um, put it directly in line into the forum post without having to like there were solutions out there that would let you attach a file to your post, um, but not but but. It, we needed a way to actually put a image in line into your post content um, rather than just attaching it. So that was just a, it was just a solution that um, let them do that. And then building on that, we then developed a plugin that lets you store those uploaded images on Amazon web services as well to offload them off your server for larger forms. So just so yeah, a good solution for managing your user uploaded images is what it turned out to be. Wow. That's cool. What's it called? Uh, image upload for BB Press. Very, very <laughs> simple. That's the free one. That's on WordPress.org, and then there's a pro version um, on on Aspengov website, on Potent Plugins website, and, and there's also the add-on for S- Amazon S3. Very cool. Yeah, that's definitely naming the product for SEO reasons. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big believer in that. I think people should name yeah. their courses and just make it obvious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do people type when they're searching? What are, what are they looking for? Better exactly. image upload for BB Press. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's cool. Well, um, with you guys, so you have your hands in a lot of different fires. Would you say you're still really focused i know you're really focused on divi but are you you're are you going broader to just really serve the wordpress community in general or even outside of that like who are you serving yeah um yeah so i i'd still say at this point we're definitely still probably um you know 90 percent percent divi um but our, our focus for this next year and beyond is is moving out to into the wordpress uh space in general so we have a couple of uh Really cool things uh, in the pipeline. Um, you know, we're we're still focused, definitely focusing on maintaining and improving our our Divi products. But uh, as far as our our new product development goes, we're we're starting to kind of branch more out to the into the general uh, WordPress uh, space. So, um, yeah, a lo- lot of exciting things coming up. Very cool. And how many people is Aspen Grove approximately? Oh, our, our, our team um, currently is probably around 15, um, 15 full-time people. And, you know, that's everything from, uh, from support staff to, to writers, to designers, to developers. And so, yeah, we always have, uh, you know, we're, we're, seems like we're ever expanding and um, we, we've been really lucky with like some super talented people on board. You know, we just, I, I think we have one of the best staffs, like, you know, in the whole WordPress uh the WordPress sphere, we, we can just get some amazing things done. Well, it definitely appears that way from the outside that, I mean, you guys, I love the attitude, love how you roll. Everybody seems to, you know, work together well and have a, have a great attitude, which is, which is awesome. Um, <clears throat> what advice do you have for the course creators and membership site builders that are watching this uh, often share a similarity to something you guys do, which is you've got your hands in a lot of different things. Maybe, I have a service business and I'm getting into trying to package that into courses for the clients that can't afford me or I'm trying to free up some of my personal time. And I also have this other thing over here. How do you guys, what are some tips you have for juggling um, all those different, like how inside of your company, 15 people or whatever, 
uh, how do you divide up across all those different business units? Or is it just one big party? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, yeah, some days it definitely seems like one big party. I, I think Jonathan can attest. Um, you know, sometimes it'll be like five of us on a Zoom call or something like that, five or six of us uh, kind of, you know, throwing ideas around. Um, but, you know, we, we try to have like one person who's that driving force, um, you know, in, in whatever whatever project it might be, uh, you know, one person whose kind of responsibility is to kind of keep that, keep that moving forward. And then, um, you know, for for, for David and my, and myself, we try to look at it, you know, just, our, you know, let's, you know, hit our, hit our deadlines and try to have projected dates, uh, for launch and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, <laughs> um, I I'd say just, you know, have fun with it. If, if it, if it seems like too much and you're getting stressed and that's like, and it's not fun, then you're probably doing it wrong. And maybe it's not time for you to, for you to, to launch that project. So yeah, I, I'd, I'd say just have, have fun with it and, and make sure that you have the, the resources available to, um, you know, to, to do it right. Do you guys, uh, like validate stuff before you build it or do you just kind of go for it when you like identify a market need do you like test demand at all or just kind of go for it? Cause it seems obvious. <laughs> uh, I'd like to say that there was a more like scientific method to it. Yeah. But I think a lot of times we kind of trust our gut, um, you know, and, you know, in, in certain instances we might, um, you know, run by certain people, um, you know, our idea, if it seems a little bit out of our, out of our depth in our comfort zone. Um, but yeah, for the most part, and especially with our Divi products, uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we just know the community so well. And uh, we're, we're always like very confident launching those that it's going to solve a lot of needs and, and be a, a popular product. So community building is a thing we talk about a lot in this podcast. And, you know, I like to point out the difference between building an audience, like an email list versus like building a community and engaging with a community. How have you guys um, really thrived in the Divi space? And um, just, it's obviously a big community, but how have you become so entrenched in it and also successful in it because i'm sure you're not just like yelling into the community all the time buy my stuff buy my stuff like what what how how does somebody be a good steward in a community uh give back to the community um yeah. we are constantly releasing if if uh, any of you out there follow our our blogs um we we're always releasing like you know tutorials and free resources and and helping people um you know, I, I, a lot of times you'll see like myself or SJ um, in, in the in the Facebook groups for the Divi community, just like, you know, helping people. And if they have a problem, whether it might be with code or something else, just, you know, just, just being there and, and kind of visible helping people out. So in, in, retrospect, in retrospect, over the past like four years or so, I, I think that's really what's uh, attributed to, to our success is just that, that giving back and, and offering, you know, advice to people. Um, you know, I, I get, you know, probably once a week, twice a week, somebody from the community, you know, instant messaging me or something on, on Facebook asking questions. And I, I try to always like, you know, uh, talk to, talk to them and, and help them out, even if I might be a little busy that day. So, yeah. so yeah, that would be my advice. Give back. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, any, is there anything going on in the Divi community that you would say just seems like a trend or what's going on? Like what's new in the Divi community for those that are 
like perhaps they're just looking for a community to join or a, um, you know, they're trying to figure out like what theme should I use or what page builder or whatever, like what's, what's happening in the Divi community these days? Like, uh, is there anything you can speak to just in general? Yeah. Um, well, I, I think right now, um, I, I think the Divi community is kind of getting out of the, um, the Gutenberg apocalypse, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which kind of, kind of gripped the whole community with fear for, I'd say like almost a year. I mean, it was like all everybody talked about, um, you know, I, I, I think, I think what, what, brings a lot of people or what keeps a lot of people in the Divi community is the Divi community itself. And I have never really seen anything like it, how, um, you know, helpful the community members are to each other and, and, um, you know, welcoming to like, to like newcomers. Um, so yeah, you know, Divi always has, uh, exciting, exciting stuff coming out. They have like a, you know, theme builder on the horizon and they're to me, they're always staying like, you know, very cutting edge and, and ahead of the competition. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of, it's, you know, the community is just kind of this gigantic beast that, uh, kind of governs itself <laughs> and, and does a great job, you know, without, without chaos. So that's awesome. <clears throat> and you guys have a podcast too. Is it, uh, I don't want to say it wrong. Is WP the podcast? Is that right? Well, yeah, yeah. D- David and Tim have uh, WP the podcast and so you guys have uh, more than one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say, uh, uh, you know, uh, so there's WP, the podcast, and, and then there's Divi chat, which is a weekly podcast, um, uh, uh, on Tuesdays and it's uh, five o'clock Eastern. And, uh, that's kind of more like, you know, some, some members, um, uh, you know, David's in it, Tim's in it, Leslie Bernal. Uh, so, so there, there are more people from the community are in it. And, um, we actually, we do it from zoom and then broadcast it live on YouTube. And we usually have like 20 people watching live and like asking questions. And it's kind of become this like gathering place for, for certain people. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, Divi chat and WP, the podcast have been like very well received and even to where we're like at a work camp and people will come up and like, you know, recognize us or something. And they'll be like, Hey, you're, you're the guy that talks too much on Divi chat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you're the guy who rambles on there. So I've, I've been on some of your live Divi chats and, uh, it's always fun. You know, you guys have a lot of banter and get into a lot of neat topics. It's really good. Um, yeah. So you've got some more courses coming. Can you tell us what they are? Like what's on the horizon? On yeah. The education uh, front. Yeah. I, I'd say, well, the, the courses that we currently have um, on the education front, the, the couple that we have lined up are Divi based. Um, we, we do have another Divi course uh, coming out that kind of shows you, you know, from, from the beginning to the end, how to, you know, create Divi sites and kind of goes over a little bit more uh, remedial um, learning than, um, than, you know, transforming Divi with CSS and jQuery did. That was very much like, you know, for a person who um, already knows Divi pretty well, probably knows a little bit of CSS, um, not super advanced, but, um, you know, I, I, I'd say for kind of like almost the power Divi users. And this one, we're kind of, kind of stepping back and, and looking at the community as a whole and we want to help those people, you know, from the beginning to the end. So not absolute beginners, but maybe they can, um, you know, jump into the course at a certain time and, and pick up from where their skill level is. So, yeah. So I, I, I predict probably by the end of this year, we'll have about three more courses out. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, Jonathan, Corey, I wanted to thank you guys for coming on the podcast. 
uh, I'm really excited about the course scheduler. If you're watching this and you have a course and you do product launches and like open your course, you're, you need to have group cohorts that move through at different times or you want to. Um, it's a great tool. When I saw it, I was like, thank you. This is so awesome. It's much needed in the community and one of our top requests. You guys obviously have your kind of ear to the ground or, or at least are scratching your own itch. You know opportunity when you see it. So thank you so much for making that plug in. What's the best way for people to connect with you and uh, find out about the course scheduler and all the other stuff you have going on? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the best way is probably, uh, you know, if you want to check out the course scheduler, just go to our website, uh, aspengrovestudios.com. And uh, I, I'd say just kind of go through our, our whole uh, slew of products. Um, you know, we, we have a, a lot of products um, that Jonathan d- developed uh, before he joined our company are available on aspengrovestudios.com and divvy.space. Look through our products. We have some awesome stuff. Um, and then just uh, subscribe to our blog and uh, you'll get product announcements. And um, yeah. And, and then if you just want to drop us a line or something in support and ask a, ask a question, uh, you know, and see if we have a product that might fit your needs and then feel free. That's awesome. And I just, one more question for Jonathan. What, uh, what's, which one of the, the plugins or, or tools that you, that you brought into the fold or you most excited about, or is the community most excited about that? Um, you know, you'd like to share? I think, from a, well, and my products serve, the ones that I developed serve various different communities. Um, so it, I guess it depends which community you're asking about. When it comes to WooCommerce, um, the product sales support plugins is a free and a pro one. Those are probably um, uh, the ones that are the most, that, that the community likes the most. It was a WooCommerce, then obviously BB Press, like it was mentioning, the image upload plugin. And that's, that's the only product that serves that community. And that's uh, definitely a popular one as well. Um, and then um, one that I was pretty excited about is uh, it's called a custom CSS and JavaScript. We have a free plugin in the WordPress repo. It's uh, it's just a way to add custom code to your site. Um, and then we have a pro version that um, has a ton of extra features. Like you can have ta- different tabs for code. You can compile SAS right in your um, WordPress without needing to use external tools. Um, it's got syntax highlighting. It's got the whole the whole nine yards. So that's, uh, that's a really useful product that I was pretty excited about. That is awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And we'll have to do it again sometime. Definitely. Thank, thanks for having us. Thank you. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I hope you enjoyed the show. This show was brought to you by Lifter LMS, the number one tool for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses to help you get more revenue, freedom, and impact in your life. Head on over to lifterlms.com and get the best gear for your course creator journey. Let's build the most engaging results getting courses on the internet. Thank you.